Cards and Jit, episode 69. Battle for Shularia. Hello there, I'm Andrew. I'm Sam. And Adrian's not with us today. It's depressing. That's I know. why I'm sad. I'm I'm sad, Sam. Sad Sam. You're just sad Sam anyway. I'm not. <laughs> Sam, today we're playing a game called Battle for Solaria. Is it a card game? It is a card game. Is it is it similar to other card games? It might be. I Maybe. don't know. But first, let's do a stat line. What? You're doing that? I. Who's going to do it? We're going to call up Adrian and put him on the phone? We should. <laughs> Battle for Solaria is designed by Jesse Bergman and John Kimmel II. Um, arted by John Kimmel as well. Published by Punch It Entertainment. Published in 2016. It was arted? Yeah, that's what Adrian says. Really? Two players? Yeah, you don't notice that? I don't listen, apparently. <laughs> uh, two Game for two players, um, average playing time 30 minutes, and suggested ages 12 plus. Huh. Yeah. I'm 12. <laughs> In Battle for Solaria, from the blurb on the back of the box, we... I, I'm reading that! Give it... <laughs> Battle for Solaria is a strategic card game in which two or more players command their chosen faction against each other in a battle for survival. Each battle commander must increase their influence in order to establish new sites, which in turn can be used for to refine new sources of solarium, the most precious and powerful resource on the planet. It's also obtainable, unlike unobtainium, to fuel their faction <laughs> to victory. That's fun. So, so that's... Adrian's gonna punch me. I mean, he probably will. Um, so... Where do you want to start? I here? mean, this game has like three resource systems going on. Yeah, so let's weird. go ahead and... Uh, oh, we don't have the rule book with us. We're pros. I mean... I'll be right back. I, I, Sam! Bam! So basically, you play a card in your influence area. Your influence area will generate an amount equal to cards in it that you can spend on building sites. There's also a secondary, secondary resource built off of the influence area called the Threshold, which once you reach a certain number, will meet the prereqs to play your, essentially, events, your uh, conditions and... Tactics. Tactics. Then those cards that you have face up may also generate Solarium, which you use to build people. So you get influence, your influence lets you make sites, and your influence lets you meet the threshold, and then the sites and the dudes let you make more dudes. So when you're playing your sites, um, positioning is very important. Yes. For your sites, you have a front row and a rear row. Unless a card says otherwise, you must attack a card in the front row to get to the card behind it. Yeah, so they're like walls. Basically, Your sites yeah. are walls for you, and then they're walls for each other. Exactly. So it's you're building a little fort. Here. I mean, it wasn't really little. I mean, yours was because it was sad and pathetic, but... <laughs> um, we have a few different zones and such. But that's really basically it. Um, it's a it's a three-step resource generation system, I think. Yeah, kind of. Um, Sword no two and thresholds a prereq. It's, it's a thing. Yeah, so Solarium is used for building combatants. Influence is used for building sites. Threshold is a secondary condition that's used to trigger tactics and... What's the other one? Conditions. Conditions. Yeah. Um, and then we have attack value and defense value. <coughs> that's really about it. This one is definitely kind of one that you have to play to get a gist of. Yeah. So we're going to do that. Yeah. Okay, bye. I didn't even cheat. That's awesome. Wow. I have a three drop. 
that. I have a one-drop sight. Really? Yeah. Alright, uh, I'm gonna play this. I actually think I really like this game. I think I might too. <laughs> you can't backstep your phases? Yeah. So that so overflow isn't a keyword? No, it's just blaster damage is a thing. Take your turn already so I can kill you. And this is taking two, six, two, eight, twelve, seventeen, nineteen damage. Shut up, Sam! Tears will fill my eyes! Are you done? No. Too bad, we're back! We are? Oh, yeah. hi! <laughs> we're back. I was singing. We played Battle for Solaria. I'm, I'm very concerned that I'm saying this incorrectly, but I know I'm not. Anyway, uh, Sam, what'd you think? So the first time I played it, I did not like it at all. Um, I felt there's too much going on. The three resources felt cumbersome. The the type limiting for cards makes sense, but the card layout was weird. But it was pretty, and I could see what they were trying to do with this. Like, okay, fine, we'll play it some more times. So we played it some more times, and I still feel parts are more cumbersome than they have to be. I would agree, but I think it has room to grow, and I like what it's trying to do. I do as well. Um, so there are a few nitpicks that I have, specifically with graphic design rather than rules. Um, and unfortunately, we're going to liken this to magic real quick. Uh, I mean, it's the king of CCGs, why wouldn't we? Fair point. So in magic... Sir, it's the king, the queen, and the prince. <laughs> it's just all of them. Which is the entire regal family. And the advisor. Because <laughs> now no. we're playing Vi. Richard Gar... Mm, yep, now we're playing Vi. <laughs> we still haven't reviewed Vi. What? Yeah. We should do that later. You fix that. We do. Yeah, there's a signed copy and everything. I know. That's cool. Anyway, back to Battle for Solaria. <laughs> the game we're actually talking about. <laughs> um, graphic design. The rules. First off, let's back up. Let's go to the rules. Rules as written that come in the base game are not very good. They suffer from every CCG's intro rules in that I really hope you have somebody who knows how to play the game because especially uh, first editions because this one's biggest problem for me at least was the attack step isn't actually laid out anywhere they don't actually tell you what happens they show you examples of some attacks but the rules for attacking don't actually show up in the book you know why I'm gonna give that a pass because this is a Kickstarter release. Right, because you have like a press release that I haven't read yet or something. Kind of. Well, it doesn't really say that, hey, things are changing, but a few things. Comprehensive rules are online. It does spell everything out on the comprehensive rule book. It's not that long, but it's it, it's a CCG rule book, so it's a good chunk of reading. Um, <clears throat> and since it's, in theory, not produced yet, changes can still be made and erratic can still be done with. So... I'm That's why I give the rules a pass. I I'm, do. I'm not going to, because how many people are going to pick up a game and go, oh, I better go read the comprehensive rules online. They're going to be like, I don't people, know, Timmy. I don't know how this works. And they're going to put it away in the box and they're take it out again. People who get expandable card games, or just card games in general, usually are that type of player. This comes in a box. Nobody's buying things like Magic. They're buying things it's a standalone card game. And it more or less is. Um, so the the... It's a battle kit, is what we have. Um, it's it's two factions. It's the Jotun and the Synthians. I'm sure we're saying at least one of those wrong. Probably. 
The battle pack comes with two pre-constructed play decks with 30 additional cards that you can then modify. Excuse me, 30 additional cards per faction that you can then modify your deck with. Um, there will be three factions in total, the Jotun, Cynthian, and Mercenaries. It's actually, no, Mercenaries were in there. They were. They were. They just get added to stuff. So they, yeah. So mercenaries can either go to either side when you're doing deck construction. My biggest hurdle to get over was the tiered resource generation. Um, but if you the threshold and the influence are a little wonky until you realize, oh, threshold's just a prereq. Yeah. And once once you get that, it's it's pretty easy to. Now I'm entirely waiting for us to realize and be told, and no, that's not how that works. And be like, oh. Given the rules that we have, that's what that's how it is. So it was clunky to get through at first, but within our second game, we were, yeah, done and fast. Our first game took 40 minutes because it was a learning game. Mm -hmm. Our second game was over in 20 because we knew what was happening. We knew what the steps were. And then after that, I stopped paying attention because I was trash talking you the whole time. Yeah, you were kind of because you suck. In. I don't think I suck. I think that there might be a balance issue with the two See, cards. See, this is how you know a person sucks because they blame it on on their faction. The Jotun is. Has a lot of aerial units. You know what? I kind of want to go back finish. and play again and take your side and curb stomp you. It probably <laughs> won't happen because I think you're correct, but I want to curb stomp you with them. <laughs> the Jotun has a lot of flying units and the Synthians have a lot of ground units. However, the specialist unit type allows a ground unit to attack a flying unit. One thing I did notice is that the. All of those. The flying dudes tend to be squishier. Yes. But um, I'm not even finished with my on, thought. Yeah, I'm interrupting. See how it's working? Just the variance between the first and the second game, the card draw is so much different. Like, I'm sure that you, from what I've seen, you can get a lot of guys out to attack, and mm -hmm. your stuff is higher defense. Uh -huh. Which means if our decks are operating about the same level of card drawing well, we'll have roughly equal units. And if I'm not leaving stuff behind to block then I'm going to just get curb stomped as well, and your guys are likely able to take my defenders hitting them and still just keep tracking. So Whereas mine, if they actually did get, if they blocked an attack, they would just die because you run over them. So my original thought is that because you have so many flying people in the starter pre-constructed deck, and my counter to that is in the additional 30 cards for my faction, I'm kind of concerned that they didn't think balance through for the space set, and as a result, any future sets might be subsequently unbalanced. Um, we're only dealing with two factions here. More factions might come. I have absolutely no nothing to base that off of, um, but it seems like something that would be beneficial. So let's go into the factions real quick. So basically what we're saying at this point in our talkie bits is the game is unbalanced as is in the starter set. Yes. And the rules suck <laughs> in the starter, starter set. Starter set being crack open a pack, play it. So for little Timmy, who's like, well, that looks cool, he'll be very disappointed. I don't think Unless so. Unless he's playing blue, and then he'll be very happy. I don't think he'll be disappointed, because the options that it gives you right out of the box is pretty good. I It makes me happy that they say, hey, here's here's here are your training wheels, and here's if you want to take them off. I'm okay with that. So let's go into the f factions real quick. There's two of them, three of them technically at the moment. The way that you identify what faction you are playing is by the color of the card. Literally, the entire card has a, a bright colored border, either red or blue, to say whether or not you're a Synthian or you're a Jotun. Every single card is identified the same way. You've got a resource, you've got a requirement. My concern is that looking at a board state at a glance, which is something that is very important, 
is exceptionally difficult. Um, Harkening back to Magic the Gathering, bear with me, let me finish my thought first. Harkening back to Magic the Gathering, you look at the field, you know what's a land, you know what's a creature, you know what's an enchantment. At a glance. Here, the identifiers for everything is either on small prints on the top of the card, or it's region dependent. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm saying at a glance, it'll take a moment to actually take everything in. I mean, as opposed to like Art. Magic or L5R, where the table's just a clutter of cards anyway. Okay, yeah, so let's go into that real quick. Uh, <laughs> if anything, this is technically laid out better. This is three games matched together, in my opinion. It's Magic, yep. it's L5R Legend of the Five Rings, and it's Yu-Gi-Oh! And the Warcraft card game. You have trap cards, um, which are your tactics and... What is the other one? I always forget. Conditions. Conditions. You have in the Warcraft card game, your resources are face-down cards. That could be anything from your hand. Uh, the Legend of the Five Rings combat system is single target. Attack a place, buff the snap out of the dudes. And then it, and then when you both pass, the attack actually happens. And yeah. then things explode in glorious, glorious ways. And then the turn sequence is almost verbatim Magic the Gathering. Um, Stuff happens, do instant. Stuff yeah. happens, do instant. There's a stack. It's, it's a backwards stack. A stack. It's a weird stack. It's a stack it's, everybody thinks the stack would it work. It's, it's the command window. Yeah. What the it's called. command window happens how everybody thinks the stack happens when they first hear about the stack, and then they're wrong about the stack. It mentions deck construction. It does mention deck construction. So the deck construction is kind of interesting. They call it a 60-90 system. Um, it's 60 cards in your deck, a minimum, with no more than four copies of any given card. Again, the magic likening. But... No more than 90 construction points are used. Um, each card has a construction value of 1 to 4. I'm going to assume that is... A little bottom tiny one. Oh, bottom tiny one in the center? Okay. Interesting. So it's, it's That's a very fine-tuned balancing act there. It's There's a lot of fine balancing that that they're that they're going after here, which, which makes it kind of confusing as to why the base set, strictly base, base set, is kind of weird. But in the advanced base set, you can counter so it. So one thing I will give them for their really awkward beginner rules is this is the nicest really awkward beginner rules I've seen for a while. Yeah. Like, it's not a stupid, itty-bitty, tiny It's not a booklet. pamphlet. It's not, a, it's not an 8.5 by 11. And it's not L5R's 30-page mini-book they give you, <laughs> which is the most fantastic and horrifying thing I've ever seen. Though we've rambled on enough. I'd play it again. Yeah? yeah, play. I um, think I want to play it. I think I want to tweak the deck right now, and I want to play it. Second. I mean, I don't care that much. I just, I, I think that the my issues that I have with it, with subsequent plays, I think we're up to what over. We're at several. Yeah, <laughs> several mean number between three and nine. I think. <laughs> um, that I want to see what this system has. I think it's, I think it's really interesting. I don't want to be blue people. I want to see... I want to see more races, factions, stuff. I want to see more cards. Yeah. More factions. Really, just more factions. Or just more I options. mean, for what's basically the, an intro deck from the core set... It's pretty solid. Yeah. I would say it's really, really solid for that. So for that, it's not going to be a bring for me because... There's not enough to There's bring. not enough to it, but right now, for me, it's a play. So there's a unanimous play because there's not enough to bring. <laughs> so we'd bring it if there is a reason to. Okay, uh, could be getting new. I. Two bring plays. 
Lings. To Braves. bring ishes. To bring ishes. And two plays for certain. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. This episode of Cards and Shit was produced by Adrian Maybe and Andrew Spindler. All music and sound effects used in this episode are used under the Creative Commons license and are property of their respective creators. If you like our show, check out our website at cardsandshit.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cardsandshit. For episode suggestions, questions, comments, concerns, or just about anything else, send us an email at cardsandshit at gmail.com.